Welcome to the Daily Objective, day 145 of the war in Israel. Um, now, uh, I'm joined by Morgan. How's it going, Morgan? Uh, I know that uh, the reality show that follows, uh, that, that there's... Uh, Too bad, Rosie. I've been looking forward to doing this one. Sorry, I, I uh, just caught what you said. You're, there's some sort of a delay, maybe. But, all right. Uh, uh, you've caught up now, I think. Sorry. All right. Uh, so, yeah, the, the reality show's uh, title will be controversial and we'll be talking about that. But I think, um, you know, this this show's title uh, might be a bit problematic as well, because, uh, you know, democratic Islamism inside Britain's jihadist constituency. The latter part of that suggests that Britain has just one Islamist constituency, which, of course, we know uh, of the 635 constituencies, uh, parliamentary constituencies in the UK. There are there's more than one with a strong Islamic element, uh, but we are talking about one specific one, uh, and, and our American audience will have heard in, in recent, in the past decade or so, this idea of democratic socialism, which is a way of trying to make socialism sound uh, less abhorrent than it uh, actually is. And with Islamism, although nobody, nobody actually uses democratic Islamism uh, among the Islamists, um, that that is what it is, and and, and it is something that uh, is also important, and we should pay close attention to. Uh, the reason we're talking about this, we're talking about Rochdale in uh, in England, and the reason we're talking about Rochdale is because they have a by election. Uh, they're uh, they're uh, uh, they're the their sitting member of parliament uh, passed away, and now there is an election on who will replace him. The winner of that election, by the way, will have that seat for um, several months. We don't know how many, but a general election is coming no later than January of next year, but most likely uh, in the fall of this year. So, Morgan, what can you tell us just generally about um, Rochdale and about this by-election? And and are we are we fair uh, to the people of Rochdale in calling them the jihadist constituency? <laughs> uh, well, maybe. I mean, we'll get to that. Rochdale is a town that has a fascinating history. I hope, by the way, that I'm not lagging out just as I was at the beginning. Just let me know if we do. Um, so during the 19th century, it was one of the real industrial hubs of the UK and one of the towns that really led the Industrial Revolution. And that's reflected actually in its electoral history, where it elected a huge number of radicals and liberals in favor of free markets. So one of them, who I really admire, is this guy called Richard Cobden, uh, who was the representative for Rochdale. And he uh, was one of the guys, in a sense, who did the most to promote uh, laissez-faire capitalism in the UK ever. Uh, he's one of the founders of the Anti-Corn Law Leagues. Um, his name is on the Cobden Chevalier Treaty, which is a free trade deal with France, and so on. So that <clears throat> it has actually a very interesting history. In the 20th century, you see a decline from the wealth and the industrialism that's there as industry at home declines, often moves abroad, and so on, that typical kind of story of decline in the North. And so it becomes increasingly poor, increasing, increasingly ravaged by social issues, um, antisocial behavior, domestic violence, teenage pregnancies, drug use, all that kind of thing, to the point where Rochdale now isn't the most attractive town that you might like to live in. And in particular, in relation to our title, at least since the early 2000s, there's been a large um, influx of a, of a Muslim population. So the the population, I don't know exactly by Muslim, but it, of a uh, the percentage of the population that's Asian is something around 17%, which is much higher than the national average at the moment. So 
there's a large minority of the population there. Whether you then, based on 17%, you want to say it's the Islamist constituency, not quite based on that, but I think based on who they might elect to parliament in this uh, this by-election, you might consider it that way. Um, so that's some of the history. Um, when I used to live in Manchester, Rochdale was not a place that I would like to hang out, uh, and it's not a place that anyone, I think, really would love to live in. Um, it's a place that you do you have to live in. Um, um, now, so uh, for this by-election, uh, this coming Thursday, so George George Galloway is the uh, the favorite to win. Uh, we we talked about this. I haven't seen uh, any polls, but I have seen the the bookies in in uh, um, in the UK. You can bet on elections, and uh, they they usually know uh, why they offer the odds that they offer, and and they offer um, you know the, the the clearest favorite is uh, is George Galloway. Um, and, and I think we'll talk about him a lot uh, in, in the coming days, assuming he's going to win. We'll talk about him. Uh, we'll dedicate an episode to him as we do to his his kind. Um, I want to start with the Labour candidate or not really Labour candidate, um, uh, Azhar Ali. So yeah. he uh, he is no longer the Labour candidate because he said that uh, Israel allowed the October 7th attack happen so that they would have a justification uh for the war now um i i i don't know where to start with this but i will start with the fact that this is this is kind of a a, a thing we see with the with the pro-palestinian uh anti-semitic propaganda which is uh you know if if you have knowledge of israel uh intentionally allowing october 7th to happen you know you should you should uh Bring those facts to light. But if you're running uh, in Rochdale, I guess you don't need to bring the fact. You need to make that statement. And the fact, you know, we we uh, we're, we're used to elections where uh, the the issues and the positions people take on the issues are uh, unfortunate. Let's say, you know, people are people argue about who's going to spend more money in the, in the UK on the NHS. In the US, they argue about trade wars and and restricting immigration. In Rochdale, seemingly. Uh, in order to win, you need to convince the people that you are the person who is the most anti-Jewish uh, or or anti-Israel. So, uh, and and uh, and and Azhar Ali, uh, you know, had a had a good, uh, a pretty good uh, run at that with this statement that had nothing on on his end to back it up. Not even you know these bits and pieces that uh, conspiracy theories. Uh, theorists make up he just he just made up the the point and left it at that what i found interesting is um you say israel let it happen the palestinians still did it like even if you even if uh, even if you had proof of your your claim uh the people you support are these savage rapists and murderers uh and uh but of course you know with well uh, people who support the Palestinians know that as well as uh, as, as well as their uh, their their politicians. Morgan, your your thoughts on him? Yeah, I mean that's a good point you made just at the end there. That um, what's interesting about these kind of anti-Semitic conspiracy theories, and I'll qualify why I think it's just that it's anti-Semitic. It's not just anti-Israel, quote unquote. Um, is that they're never genuinely explanatory of what's going on, as you pointed out. Um, so as I like, he's. <clears throat> He isn't the official Labour candidate, but it's worth pointing out to people that it's a kind of limbo. So he was deselected after the nominations came in. So he will appear on the ballot paper, paper 
with his name next to Labour, you know, the Labour Party. But he's no longer actively campaigning, and I, I suspect he wouldn't take up his seat um, it, even if he were voted in. And so people probably aren't going to vote for him, so he's basically out. The Green Party candidate uh, is out as well for having a tweet back in 2013 where he said that the Quran is incompatible with the 21st century. Shocking, I know, but there you go. Um, the guy who might beat Galloway is a guy called Simon Danchuk, who used to be the Labour candidate between 2010 and 2017 uh, when he was... Uh, not selected to run again over a scandal with a, a text sent to a young lady. Um, so he might win. There's been a death threat against him for being a white man, uh, which has been reported to the police and has gotten some news coverage recently as well. And then Galloway, who's standing for the Workers' Party, which is a party of his own founding, and which is a party which was founded in, on its own website, it says, to celebrate and preserve the achievements of the USSR, China, and Cuba. So that just gives you a little picture of all of that. Yeah, by the way, Simon Dandruck, uh sent a text not to a, a young woman, to a teenage girl. Uh, yes, yeah. But, yeah. And, and um, yeah, Simon Dandruck is, is interesting also because if you look at his history, he is he is very much pro-Palestinian. Um, you know, he's he's uh, been to Gaza. He's, uh, uh, you know, and, and he is the right-wing candidate in this election. Uh, so this is just to give you a sense of what Rochdale is. He is the candidate of the party uh, that was started by Nigel Farage, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so this is this is a this is the focus of UK politics at the moment. Um, there's nobody who is really, uh, you know, uh, giving a counterpoint to the uh, pro-Palestinian, um, uh, you know, consensus in in that constituency. By the way, thanks, uh, thanks, Jonathan, for the super chat. Thanks, Robert for pointing out that in, in American English, it's called a special election, not a by-election, in case anybody got confused uh, over that. And um, yeah, George Galloway is uh, is something that Americans, uh, probably at least my age and older, might remember, because uh, he, uh, he came to America to uh, speak to Congress about how uh, evil America is for uh, removing his uh, close buddy Saddam Hussein from power. And uh, uh, yeah, his his entire political career has been built around um, anti-Semitism, anti-Israel. He uh, he once walked off a press conference because a, a, an Israeli um, asked him a question. Uh, he his uh, his campaign poster is a flag of the PLO uh, or what uh, people like to call the Palestinian flag. So and this is the guy who again is is very likely to win um because as far as I can tell the 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 people don't think that blaming the Jews for their uh murder is uh, is is anti-Jewish enough. Um so Rochdale is a very uh is a very poor place, right? It's one of the poorest constituencies in the UK that wasn't always the case uh so I, I don't know much about that. So I'm going to go to you, Morgan, hoping you do. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> well, well, as I say, so in the 19th century, it was a hub for industrialism, manufacturing, um, textiles, all this kind of stuff um, that Manchester was associated with. So, I mean, so Rochdale is in the greater Manchester area. So often when people talk about the wealth of Manchester, although it's focused in other places and in the city center itself, Rochdale is often kind of roped into that. So Rochdale, although 
coming into the industrial revolution, like a lot of towns in the UK was very poor, it's wealthy skyrocketed um skyrocketed immensely. And you get a number of these wealthy industrialist types coming up. And so although Richard Cobden, for example, just to go back to him, was a politician, he was an industrialist himself and a campaigner for free for free trade. So he was one of these new money types. Um so yeah, so it used to be rich and it and it's declined like a lot of um the north of England has, unfortunately, and it's stuck in this kind of stagnation. And it, it's probably most famous, at least within the UK. And I think this got coverage outside the UK for the grooming gang scandal, which which came out in the last 10 years. Um, and that was particularly surrounding an instance of men from the Muslim community who were sexually exploiting, so uh, raping, I'm going to say, I don't want to euphemize it, uh, young girls who were white. And the reason why I specified that they were white is not because I want to be tribal about it, it's because they were particularly preyed on for that reason. They were pursued, they were perceived by these men as being sort of Western Jezebels with loose morals and so on. Um, and these were young women from vulnerable backgrounds, troubled families who were who were raped and abused in, in a way that's terrible and which was um, not investigated properly, as we find out by the police, um, for fear of being perceived as racist for being perceived as persecuting the Muslim community in those areas. And that's something that we discovered more widely has gone on in other towns in the UK, but Rochdale was sort of the epicenter of that discovery. So that's why, unfortunately, the current state of Rochdale in the modern day. Yeah. And, and uh, by the way, when it did come out, uh, people pointing it out, were still accused of racism and, uh, and, you know, the way, the way the conversation is going on in Rochdale still seems like, uh, you know, if, if you, if you criticize these people, you're going to be accused of racism, of Islamophobia, uh, which, you know, we, we've talked about as a term should, should not be used because it's not, it's not valid uh, in, in any usage. It's not a, a valid concept. Um. Yeah. Uh, so, so with uh, with George Galloway uh, being the again the 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 likely um, the likely winner and the likely member of Parliament, George Galloway, by the way, is is also a former uh, Labour member of Parliament. He's also uh, he was kicked out of Labour um, for being, I believe it was for being too anti-Semitic, right? Uh, which which. You know, nowadays happens a bit more post Jeremy Corbyn, but wasn't a regular thing. Like anti-Semitism uh, has has been a, a built-in part of the Labour Party uh, for a long time, and so to get kicked out, you would need to uh, you need to go further than a, than a just normal threshold of decency. And then he started his own uh, his own party called Respect. Um, I don't know what happened to that, but now he is representing the Workers' Party because, and again, the people of Rochdale being poor as they are, um, seem to think that the solution uh, to their poverty might be, you know, socialism because we know how well that worked out everywhere, everywhere else. But uh, but do are they really voting because of their poverty or are they voting because of their, their anti-Semitism? Well, I think that's it's certainly a factor which we have to consider. Um, so yes, Galloway's representing the Workers' Party, which is campaigning on a platform of defending the legacy of the Soviet Union. He said that the greatest um, what was it the greatest disaster that happened in his lifetime was the collapse of the Soviet Union. So that so pe for people who don't know George Galloway, that's the lovely guy we're dealing with. And as you say, big pals with Saddam Hussein famously gave him the compliment of saluting. I think was it his bravery, his spirit, and his indefatigability, something like that. Um, so that's George Galloway. And so then after leaving Parliament. Yeah, he campaigned for the Re the Respect Party. He also founded some other small party for local Scottish politics that also folded. I think Respect has folded as well. I don't think it exists anymore. Um, 
And so then he was hosting he was hosting a television channel on Russia Today. And then once he could no longer do that, he's been hosting it on his YouTube channel. And I was sort of blissfully happy that he had um, been kind of just gently pushed away from the mainstream of British political life. And yet, unfortunately, it seems like there's the perfect storm of circumstances in this by-election to thrust him back. And if he wins in this by-election, although you know it's a comforting thought to imagine he might only be back for six months if they vote for him this time why won't they vote for him again you know so it, it's possible that it's a return to mainstream um politics for him uh so yeah so that's george yeah Cameron. by the way i remember when he won uh was it bradford west where uh that he he represented before um with last time i he can't did. remember i can't remember he used to be an mp for glasgow but maybe for bradford as well i can't remember and uh, uh, wherever it was, uh, the, the the other candidate was also, and that was a Labour candidate, was also uh, very much running on a on a you know uh, get rid of Israel ticket. And uh, you know, Happy Avocado asked here, uh, why do why do these guys not go live in Islamabad? Well, because they want to turn this country into Islamabad. Islamabad is already Islamabad, uh, and and you know other shithole muslim countries uh are are already what they are but britain still has remnants of what it once was and uh until they are destroyed there is no reason for them to go anywhere else uh let me read some of what he says here because i think uh, so he was asked about chanting from the river to the sea palestine will be free and he says i don't regard it as anti-semitic I don't, so I can say it. This is a free country. Interesting, uh, interesting point to make. I'm in favor of a democratic state for Jews, Muslims, and Christians between the river and the sea. You may not like that. Others may not like that, but that's what I believe. And we'll see if people vote for that. Uh, so we we you know we know what a democratic uh, country between the river and the sea means. He's he's for a one state solution where. Uh, the Jews no longer exist because there has been a democracy between the river and the sea in the uh, non-Israel uh, part, the part that wasn't controlled by Israel, in which um, in which Israeli those who don't vote in Israeli elections got to vote, and they voted for Hamas. They voted for uh, what you know the, the people who uh, they knew back then would do on October seventh if they could. And uh, yeah, a, a democracy, uh, if, if there's a one state right now and it's a democracy, and of course I'm sure he supports the right of return uh, to anybody who self-identifies as a Palestinian refugee, then there will be one election in that democracy. And, uh, you know, the, the rest, the rest we already know uh, from, from the history uh, as we've seen it in Europe. Yeah. And so, I mean, I didn't actually answer your previous question, which was, are they supporting him for the anti-Semitism? And whilst I can't, you know, I can't get inside their minds, I can make an inference based on whether George Galloway is an anti-Semite. And so with Galloway, he will explicitly deny that he's an anti-Semite and will do so passionately. And there, there are people who are unfortunately, I don't want to be unkind, but simple-minded enough that, that that's as far as they need to think about it, as far as they're concerned. He says he's against anti-Semitism. It doesn't matter what else he says or what else he does. So you, what people need to do when when he's denying that he's an anti-Semite is look at his other opinions and what else he's supporting and what else he's doing. And does that add up with that opinion? Could you actually con consistently support the people he supports? Could you go to Syria and praise jihadists and martyrs if you weren't an anti-Semite, for example? Um, but could you do that if you weren't an anti-Semite? 
And <clears throat> one of the things that's important to to notice, he'll say, so I'm not an anti-Semite, I'm an anti-Zionist, I want to criticize Israel. The person he walked off the stage with, which I think you're remembering, by the way, was actually Elon Levy when he was a student in a debate. Um, so <laughs> Elon Levy was getting ahead of the curve whilst he was even just a student. But um, so he'll say, I'm anti-Israel, I'm, anti I'm not anti-Semitic. And what's important to think about when people are making that kind of distinction, which they make all the time, is that anti-Semitic tropes have a really long history in Western culture, and particularly in the culture of the UK. And what's interesting when people start alleging criticisms of Israel, like Galloway, is that their criticisms take the same kind of shape that the anti-Semitic tropes did. So it all things that Israel is very powerful. Israel has an unusually large um, influence. Uh, one of the things he alleged against Israel that, that was that they were engaging in false flag operations um, against the Syrians to come to malignly persecute the Syrians, right? And so it's important to notice that the anti-Israel rhetoric takes the same form as the anti-Semitic um, rhetoric. And Dave, um, Dave Rich has a really lovely line about this in his book, that it's like handholds in a mountain that have been worn in over time by previous climbers. And that when people approach the same thing, they just take the same kind of route. And so the racists figured out a long time ago that if they, on the surface of it, deny that they're racist and say the right things, then there's a plausible, there's a chunk of the population that will consider that plausible enough to ignore all the other things that they're saying and doing and the implications of it. Why is he so... Does he have such an animus against Zionism, for example, as compared to other nationalisms? Um, does it is it really in proportion? If it's not, why is it why is it going over the top in proportion to other kinds of nationalisms that he's not annoyed about, and so on and so forth? And so I think from these kind of things, from the people he supports, the Islamist groups, um, I think we can infer that he is an anti-Semite, no matter what he explicitly explicitly says denying that. And for the people in Rochdale, if they do elect him, I have to say. Why don't they care about that? Why does that not just instantly disqualify him in their minds? I appreciate they're in a, in a rubbish situation with the candidates they've been given. But the conservative candidates there, the conservative, you know, I don't the conservative party's rubbish. And um, they could vote for the Reform UK guy. I know that he's he seems a bit odd himself, but they really could do that. They don't have to vote for George Galloway. And if they do, they at least don't care about anti-Semitism enough to not elect him. That's the best thing you could say for them. And actually, we know that amongst lots of Muslim populations in the UK, anti-Semitic attitudes are not uncommon. So it's a it's a plausible belief, I think. Yeah, that's uh, that's generous, not uncommon. No, uh, well, anti-Semitism is the norm in in Muslim communities in this country, elsewhere, and uh, and yeah, as you mentioned, you know, historically, it's not like historic. It's not like the Nazis had no uh, explanation of why they're going after the Jews. I mean, Hitler wrote a book, about half of which was was about that. So uh, there, there have always been reasons and explanations. And, and as as do all bigots, uh, you know, for whatever their bigotry, there's a reason for it in, in their mind and in their, uh, you know, in their rhetoric. So, uh, yeah, uh, th this is why it's important when, when they try to try to get away from this and try and of course they as, as we'll be talking about in the reality show they they always will find the uh the, the their token jews that they can wave around uh like the um like the british national party when a when a um a court forced them to allow non-whites as members uh, on the day that that uh decision had been made and implemented uh i remember there was a black person who signed up and said how proud he was and and you know they were they were happy to have him because look, we're not racist. And and by the way, 
the anti-Semites today didn't really accept that argument when it came to the British National uh, Party and and the one black member on the on the first day that they uh, could have um, non-white people, but they do accept it when, of course, when it comes to them. Uh, one thing I'd like to point, because I don't think we we mentioned this, but in if you uh, look at the thumbnail for today's episode, that is uh, that is George Galloway with Ismail Haniya, the, the leader of of Hamas. Uh, I believe he is the the leader. Uh, that's when um, uh, so he was prime minister after Hamas was elected, and then uh, you know there was the whole uh, kind of separation between Hamas and uh, and the Palestinian Authority, uh, or at least Hamas and uh, and Fatah. So Hamas took Gaza, and uh, and but he presented Galloway with an honorary citizenship for his support of uh, the Palestinian cause. And the Palestinian cause, again, if you're not taking our word for it, the fact is that if the leader of Hamas sees George Galloway as a supporter of the Palestinian cause and the Palestinian cause as implemented by Hamas is October 7th, uh, what more do you need? Uh, and, and if you need more nothing in the world will uh, will convince you, I think, of, uh, of where this person stands. Well, there are people, again, who unfortunately, who are simple enough to see that George Galloway is on the left and think, therefore, he could never be a racist, um, obfuscating the history of the fact that it was Oswald Mosley, who was a Labour, who was in the first Labour government ever, and was, was a Labour government minister who founded the British Union of Fascists. And also, I mean, he's an interesting comparison in a way, because after the war, when it was, you know, not quite so popular to be anti-Semitic anymore, he was he was interviewed on British TV in the 60s. And he said, no, I didn't hate all Jews. I just hated some Jews who were disrupting the international order, as if that's convincing from the leader of the British Union of Fascists who had um, Joseph Goebbels as the best man at his wedding. Right. And so the these people will do this kind of thing very often. Perhaps it's because they have to lie to themselves to get, get to sleep at night. That's quite plausible in my mind that that's why they have to do it. But. If, if anyone's taken in by this, um, I, I honestly don't know what I can say to convince you. Perhaps you just need to do more research by yourself. But if you can't see it, then I can't see for you. Um, we uh, are pretty much out of time, but I want to comment on something Michael says in the uh, in the chat. He says, because uh, it ties into something that um, uh, James Valiant and I were talking about yesterday and I, I was thinking about later. So Michael says, Roger, uh, Roger Waters is a big disappointment to me as an avid Pink Floyd fan. And we were talking yesterday about Charlotte Church, very talented anti-Semite. And, um, and, you know, and, and James was making the point uh, that, you know, why are these artists uh, talking and why should we listen to them? And, and I was thinking, and, you know, I usually agree with James and, uh, you know, he's not here, but he will be. So at some point we can, uh, we can discuss it. But I, I'm thinking, you know, especially now in the age of social media, anybody can go online and say, okay, if you want to hear what I have to say, you follow me here and then and then people do. And um, yeah, that's that's a uh, there's no issue with that. There's the, the the issue is with the content of what it is they're saying. And are they actually, uh, you know, thinking the issues through? And of course, uh, as as Michael's comment suggest you are hurting yourself in a way by doing so now, you're also hurting yourself if you're an artist and supporting israel because you'll you'll lose uh the support of uh of people who hate israel although are you do you want them uh that's that's a different question but yeah just wanted to make that comment now we're really out of time thank you morgan where can people find you 
You can find me at Morgan Carter 98 on Twitter. I've started tweeting regularly and you can also find my Substack linked in the description. Uh, you can't find my Substack in the description, but you can find me on Twitter as well. I'm at Razi Ginsburg. You can also find me on the reality show, which starts in a minute on this channel. We will be talking about Israel's Lenny Riefenstahl, a title which I understand is problematic. And I think that's the first thing that's going to come up. Thank you, Morgan. Uh, we'll see you, I believe, tomorrow, or if not Thursday, we'll, we'll see you very soon on the channel. Sometime soon. Thanks. Uh, see you all in a minute. Bye.